Good afternoon and welcome to the Elm Park Royals podcast. Um, we had a, a mixed result yesterday. Some say positive, some say um, we need wins, we need to get out of the bottom three. Um, but regardless, it's a point. We've kept up with the rest of um, the rest of the pack. And uh, and here to talk about this with me today, um, we have pod uh, debutant Matt Lansley <laughs> and, uh, and Alex Everson. Afternoon, Sam. Um, so um, I guess I wanted to talk about um, the game yesterday and specifically um, the issues that we seem to be having up front. Um, we uh, are seeing a lower um, expected goals um, uh, stats and uh, we're creating far less, even though it feels like we're getting into that final third. Um, I just wondered what your thoughts on that were, Alex. Uh, so yesterday it did feel like one of the slower performances under Gomez, I would say. Um, it, we didn't really create all that many chances. Um, although I, I expected goals for yesterday was actually slightly higher than it has been over the last couple of games. But we didn't create any big chances. I don't recall particularly. It was, most of the chances we seem to have were long shots and... Uh, Long shots, and I, we had a couple of half chances from Barrow in the first half, I think. Um, nothing major. Um, so, obviously, um, this probably factors in in some way, but we were without um, Nelson Oliveira. Um, uh, people have absolutely talked about the reasons why to death. Um, but I just wanted to know, Matt, what your thoughts on, on him missing are, how much you think that's affected us, um, specifically yesterday, and... Uh, and, and yeah, do you think that that had a bearing on the result? Do you think he would have scored? Um... I'm not sure it had much of a bearing on the result, personally. I mean, he is a massive presence for us up front. I mean, Aluko, he, he, he ran his socks off. You can't fault what Aluko did on the pitch yesterday, I think, because he, he, he ran all the channels. He did probably what Gomez wanted him to do, which was just keep, keep the pressure on constantly. But, I mean, I think... When I when when I was watching it yesterday, I think if Bodvarsson had come on when Mate had come on, and if Mate had come on when Bod, if they'd swapped the changes, really, I think that it could have given us more of an impetus. I think really going forwards, I think we did seem to slow down after those substitutions. Mm. The first twenty minutes of the second half, we were we really we really looked like the more more dominant team, and it did look like we could go on and win the game. Um, and then when we, we we made the sub to bring Mate on to give us a bit more impetus up front, and actually it, it kind of had the opposite effect, and we, we didn't really hold the ball up going forwards after that. We didn't really create any chances, particularly after we made that first sub. Um, and I think I think um, for me it's quite interesting to see that uh, it's quite clear that despite the fact that I think Aluko has had an impact since Gomez has been here, he quite clearly favours Swift. Um and I actually think uh, there have been elements of Swift's game that have really benefited um, the style of play. Um, but he's missed a few sitters and, uh, and he's also wasted possession in some not quite criminal areas. But, you know, we need to keep hold of the ball right when we're under the cosh. Um, do you think um, that Swift should be starting ahead of Aluko? Um, and I guess on that as well, um, how do you think Aluko actually played trying to um, deal with from my point of view, balls over the top for most of the game, um, which I think varied quite substantially. Um, I'll go to Matt on that one. I, I think the problem with Swift is he is very, very hot and cold. You will you will either get, I think, his very best out of him or you'll kind of see a performance like, like yesterday where 
he was okay in the first half, but then second half he was giving the ball away. He wasn't really holding the ball up. I mean, he did a, a lot better defensively yesterday than he has done before. Um, it was winning some good tackles and stuff, but I think he still looked very lightweight on the ball, though. Yeah, mm. he get, he he loses the ball very cheaply in our own half that, a lot of the time. That's probably one of his definitely his weaknesses is his strength on the ball, and I think I think in that number ten role, I think I'd like to see maybe Aluko get a couple of games just ju- just to see the difference really, and maybe to kind of give Swift that little little nudge really along to try and you know try because he 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 just seems a bit too comfortable in the team really at the moment I think and well I think with with, with Aluko when he when he's played he's always wanted to drift into the center even when he's played out on the wing when Swift has been been in that role next to him but I think I think I think a, a good like like a, a couple of games in the team for Aluko would be good just just to kind of See, see, see how he does really. Just and would you would you drop him in at the expense of Swift, or would you try and do what we did a few weeks ago, where I think we played him in that three just behind the striker? I would probably drop him for the first game for the next game in the week. Play Luco in the middle because, which will I think, I I do think Swift plays his best when he's further up the field. I know some people like to see him play next to Rinomota and think that that's his best his best role but I think I keep looking back to his when he played his best for us under Stam and even when you look back to his time at Brentford when he scored I think it was nine nine or ten goals for Brentford um his his best is you know it, it's further up the pitch it's when he can affect the play but for for some reason the last even the last two years really it's he's been wasteful up, up the pitch he hasn't he hasn't scored he's scuffed chances which you really expect him to to take um, so I, I, I just think, I think for now it'd be better to either have a Baker next to Rinomota rather than trying to almost compensate to keep Swift in the team. And I think that's almost why I think it'd be better to give Aluko a run in the team just behind well, whoever it is up front, either Olivier or Bodvarsson, Maite, whoever it is. So Currently I can see the disadvantage of dropping Swift, if I'm honest. He he is meant to be our most creative player. He gets lauded as having the talent, being able to unlock defenses. But as you said at the start of the show, we aren't actually creating that many chances. So I'm kind of yet to see, at least under Gomez, I'm yet to see this evidence that Swift is this really creative player still. And actually, whilst he's playing quite well and he's passing the ball well and moving the ball quite well, I'm not actually sure he's doing what is required of him particularly yeah and I think um he's also uh, since Gomez has been in 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 charge um ended up dropping quite a lot deeper than his natural position um because everything seems to go through him so he ends up coming closer to the halfway line to pick the ball up and then trying to spread play which I guess isn't a bad thing but I remember back to when Swift first came in um to the club and he'd be making runs in behind he'd be linking up with Beeren's um, he'd be taking pot shots from outside the box and hitting the target more times than not. Um, and, and I really think something happened uh, maybe last season alongside that injury, um, under, under Stam and the, the kind of change in manager and all that kind of stuff. Um, I think something's happened to Swift. And I, he doesn't look the same player to me. And whether that's, um, 
you know, down to the injury itself or whether it's a mental thing, um, I'm not really sure. But we do, I mean, the idea of cutting the squad was so there would be challenge for places, right? Um, there's no point getting rid of um, 10 players or whatever in January and then and then saying, well, we're going to start the first 11, same 11 every week, uh, barring injuries. And you then got the same problems with players behind the scenes getting upset that they're not playing. And, um, and that's kind of what we tried to get away from. Um, so... I think one of the things that has been incredibly positive under Gomez, um, despite the, the late goal we conceded against um, Bolton, has been the defence. Um, I think we've looked a lot uh, more short up at the back. I think uh, Miazga looks like a really solid signing. And to be honest, even um, Ilori, you know, he was a bit up and down, but before he left, looked like he semi-fit the system. But it does feel like we've, for the most part, sorted out our defensive woes. Um, the teams we've played against, we've managed to... Uh, predict their game plan, deal with them. I mean, for instance, Villa last week were playing balls into the channels and we had no trouble dealing with that whatsoever. Um, uh, what do you think on this, Alex? Do you think we've improved um, in that area? It, yeah, it's night and day from where we were with Clement. The, the amount of individual mistakes that are occurring now in these games seem to have been cut down to a minimum. Uh, I mean, if you take out that Swansea game, which we had on New Year's Day, where we lost 4-1, Gomez has had a record of three goals conceded in seven league games. It, it's a it's a fairly good record. Like, if we had that record from the start of the season, there's no way we'd be in the relegation zone. No matter if we can score goals or not, we, we wouldn't be 22nd currently. Um, Miazga, I, I, I like the look of Miazga. He, he's a very s- straightforward defender, I think is probably the, the right term. He, he basically sees the ball and gets rid of it. He, he's doesn't worry too much about taking his time with the ball, knocking it around. Um, he, yeah, he seems to just know what to do with the ball as a, as a defender. Um, Martinez seems to be a real a good addition as well into the squad. He's clearly the best goalkeeper we've had this season. His shot stopping is second to none and his distribution is much, much better than any other keeper we've had as well this year. Um where I mean, there's no way we'll have Martinez after this season, but he, I can't imagine uh, now that any of the other keepers are getting even close to the squad um, and back into the first eleven. And realistically, if we're going to stay up, Martinez is probably going to be one of the difference makers between now and the end of the year. I, I agree, and I, I definitely think as well, um, obviously the two tied together, and you could probably include Rinomoto in that too having kind of a solid defensive unit from goalkeeper to defensive midfield. Um, everybody seems to know their roles um, and and feels well, looks fairly comfortable in their current position. The only issue I would potentially have is that um, we have still seen a bit of chopping and changing with our issues at left back. So we've seen, you know, that the game, um, I can't remember who we played against when Gunter came in and was it the Bolton game? Bolton. Um, and, and he was getting, uh, they were targeting him. They were clearly targeting him. They were coming down his side. He wasn't able to win challenges. He was overcommitting. So I think um, we still do have a problem at fullback, but um, generally I, I'm, I'm significantly more comfortable with the, with the back line um, as a whole. Just, when was the last transfer window we signed a left back? Can anybody um, last left back we had? Every time I go back to this, I think of Armstrong, but it's so long ago. Uh, oh, we had Ian Hart as well. Well, Black, 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 I guess, kind, kind of. Um, Andrew Taylor. Yes. Yeah, I mean, we've had, we've had some in and around the squad, but it's... Um, I Having think left back just come in as a, a first-choice left-back, it, it seems for... Well, I think, I think, that, I think that's 
it's kind of because Obita has been so he's kind of had that position almost on lockdown really for the past few seasons and I think since it's it, since, obviously since he's been gone no one has really locked it down like he has I think Blackett I think will do now I think he's had a he's had a couple of runs in the team and I think I think that you've, you've got to be playing a left back there you can't be playing Yadom over there and Renamoto at right back, like, right back you yeah. know I think Blackett is by far, I think, at the moment, the best left back or choice for left back. I think we can effectively use there, you know, until Abisa comes back. But then there's no even guarantee he will come back into the team, given how long he's been out for. But I think Blackett is more, more than capable of doing it. And the one thing you get with Blackett as well is his crossing ability, and because I, I, I think he's probably one of the, if not the best crosser, we have of the ball out on the wing. He's so some of the balls he he's put in. For us, have been you know, almost second to none, and well, I think I think from from now from here on in, I think we will have a much more settled back four with Blackett, Miazga, Moore, and Yedom. And I think I think like 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 you said that that I think is the main plus we can take out of Gomez's reign so far is the defence because it was appalling. It, at the end of Stam's period and at the start of Clement's period, because you looked at the defensive record last year, last calendar year, we were third worst defence in the entirety of the EFL, which I think shows how bad it was. I think we we're only it was I think it was Scunthorpe and Cheltenham or someone. It was two teams that were worse than us in the entirety of the EFL, and that shows. I think it kind of shows actually a bit of a bit of savvy from. Gomez, the fact that he's come in, he knows what he needs to address. It was the defence, and most most good teams. It's, it's a bit of a cliche, but most good teams start with good defences, and he, he's addressed that. And like like Alex said, barring that Swansea game, it's three goals conceded in seven games, which I think it's more than a decent record. That's a fantastic record, to be honest. When you look at some of the teams we've played, like the likes of Aston Villa, with what they have going forwards, I think. He's definitely got his priorities right, I think, with what he needed to address because even though I think there was a lot of people calling for, you know, more attackers and stuff, we need to score goals. Under Clement, we weren't the worst at scoring goals. The problem was the defence. That was the that's even under Stam in the even in the playoff season, we we were still conceding goals for fun. You know, the defence has been an issue for a while and I think it's kind of been overlooked by the fact that we haven't had the, the twenty goal season striker in inverted commas like sure. and um, part of that part of that is probably down to the fact that we've tried to play out from the back not not as much yeah. under Clement but under Stam under Gomez but it feels like we've got a keeper who can can do that now mm. you can actually you know so I've looked at some of it and thought this is suicide football we're, we're going to lose the ball here but we haven't um, for the most part the main the main difference I think between <clears throat> or certainly that I've seen so far compared to when Stam was doing it or trying to tell tell his players to do it is the decision making of each player because I mean even though it's looked suicidal at times there's not what well, the I think the only time when we've actually lost the ball in that situation was when he when Gomez got charged down at Bolton and that went out for a goal kick I mean he he seems his his distribution into the midfield I think is second to none and and he, he, even the decision making of, of of the defenders it seems to be so much better you know they're not really playing themselves into trouble as much there seems to be less panic I mm. think, which seems, which is the main, uh, the main improvement. There's less panic from the defenders when they've got the ball and they've got people coming at them, which is 
a much, much, much more pleasing style on the eye than watching them panic with the ball outside their own penalty area. I just can't believe that we found a keeper in January who can actually play this style of football. I, I, um, yeah, no, I'm really, that, for me, probably, that, probably that, the best signing. Um, that, the, yeah, I think that, that was the best thing that we've got out of, out of the January as well as Oliviera, obviously. But, I mean, I think with, with, with Martinez, like, I think I, I was a little bit nervous at the start with him when he was, because obviously it seemed like he was doing or trying to do a lot more than he needed to. But I think when, when I watch it now, I am... I'm far less worried, especially at the back now. And, you know, I'm 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 not really worried that we're gonna do something stupid at the back. And I think especially goalkeeping wise as well, his shot stopping like Alex said, I think was second to none and absolutely he is he, he like he he's definitely the best goalkeeper we've had this season and I think if he if if he does continue over the season and if we can somehow keep him you know, after after the summer, I think he, he if he continues, he could almost become you know one of one of the best we've had in recent times. I think so. Yeah, I agree. So I'm gonna um, I'm gonna move on, but before I do that, I just want to get your get your input on whether you're happy with the point. Um, do you think it was a good point up at Sheffield? Do you think we should have um, got more out of the game? Um, I think given the given given the other results around us, I don't really think you can complain too much of a point. Um, also, the past couple of results we've had, we've had the point against Villa last week and then the point against Bolton in the midweek as well. It, it, for most people, I feel like if you said we'd, we were going to get three points from these three games, people probably wouldn't have complained that much. I don't really think many people could have expected many more than three points. Um, so a point in this game, it seems seems like a solid point as well, given that Rotherham didn't manage to pull away from us. Absolutely. And we just need to stay um, in touch with the teams just above us. So, And we're doing that at the moment. And that's the most important thing right now, given that we have to play Rotherham in a few weeks. Um, so I'm going to move on to the game um, Wednesday um, and, and look ahead to what we want to see, what we can expect and, and, and whether we think we can get something out of this game. Um, personally, I've got to say, I think um, Blackburn are there for the taking. They've been very up and down. Um, I'm not saying they're a bad team by any stretch, but I think they're kind of, um, I think they're underperforming at the moment. I definitely think if we play as well as we can, we can get something out of the game. A lot of that hangs on you know, Oliviera coming back and, and having the team set up correctly. But um, Matt, do you want to tell me what your thoughts on the game Wednesday are, what you think we need to get out of it? I think it's quite, it's, it's quite a difficult one because I think you have, like, like you said, they have been quite up and down of late, but I think in the past, I think, I think after the Sheffield Wednesday game, I think someone said that they that was their first loss in five. I think, and it's it is difficult because you like you do want to pick up your points at home. I think, and I think if 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 we can get something out of it, I think it'll be again like today. It'll, it'll be a good point if we can get anything out of it. If we can get three, then fantastic. Um, I think I do think the loss at the weekend will help us. I really I like. I do think that 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 will help. That that will help help Reading's cause really, but I think anything if we can get anything, it will be a good point. Um, do I think we can? I do think we could get a point. A win might be a bit too bit too ambitious, but I think like you say, it does. We are kind of sweating on the fitness of Olivier. I think so. Yeah, absolutely. And Alex, your thoughts? I 
would hope that we can get a point. I like. I don't really rate Blackburn all that much. I think their defence is relatively porous. Um, I mean, they've. I mean, they've conceded well. They've conceded more goals than us in the league. So it would be disappointing if we couldn't. Uh, if we couldn't manage to put put a goal past them on um, on Wednesday. So as long as the defence carries on what they've managed over the last few games, but giving up that maybe one or two, one one big chance, and if Martinez has another good game, then I would hope that we could limit them to potentially um, potentially just that one chance and keep a clean sheet. I would maybe suggest that we could get a win on Wednesday. I can't see it being anything other than a one nil or a nil nil either way, though particularly. And, and as we were talking about earlier, would you change anything in terms of starting lineup formation? Would you start a Luco? Would you give him a run? Um... I would. Pro- I think I would be tempted to leave the team as is for Wednesday. Um, I don't think changing the, unless it, I mean it does depend on the fitness of of Olivier. I guess if he's fit, then I think you probably end up bringing him back into the starting lineup as soon as you can. Um, with the intention of replacing him if he's not able to f- finish the game after an hour or so. Um, dropping a Luco, I imagine. I can't see Gomez doing anything else. Um, and if he's not, then I can't see any reason to change the team. I'll probably start the same team, um, with the exception of potentially McCleary, who I don't really think had a particularly good game yesterday. He looked a little bit lost and a little bit confused with the the free role that him and Barrow seem to have being able to switch wings, I'm not really sure suited him particularly well. So we've got we've actually got some decent wingers, but I, I'm a little bit worried. Um, I, uh, I'm interested on your thoughts on Callum Harry at the moment because he's come back into the side, and for for me, he hasn't um, looked like a you know a shining star or anything like that. He's been serviceable in the team. Um, you know, uh, part of that's probably down to the fact that he was out for so long, and he's done well to come back in and hit the ground running, um, but. Um, what are your thoughts on that, Matt? Do you think do you think Harriet should be should be getting um, a start on Wednesday? I don't think he should particularly be getting a start. I think you've got to commend him for obviously coming back. I mean, from you know a, all but eighteen months out, you know a year and a half out of professional football, coming back in and keeping his professionalism and everything. But I think when I when I look at when I look at our wingers, I can't really see him being more than more than a rotation player or an impact player maybe for, for 20, 30 minutes because he's quite an explosive player. Yeah. He can yeah, he, he can he can maybe exploit stuff later in the game which we could maybe use him for but I think it, he hasn't really done a huge amount apart from that one goal that that he scored. I know he's he's kind of a figure that I think a lot of people wanted to see back but I think when, when we got players like Ajaria, Barrow, McCleary even a Luco, if you wanted to play him on the wing, you know, it's. I think there's there's too many players really ahead of him to to bring him in. If it was me, I'd probably just go with what we did on our last home game, which was it was a Ajaria one side, Barrow the other, I think. And I think I I think because Ajaria, I think as he's been he's looked he's looked very very he's looked very solid. I think when he's been with us, he's had pace. Haven't really seen much end product. But I think he, I think going forward, I think he would probably be the the first pick. I think 
along along with Barrow, I think. So, and Alex, your thoughts on that? Uh, well, yeah, I probably agree. I don't actually know why Jario was out yesterday. Was he ill, or I'm not um, sure. I was going to ask you guys that question earlier, but I keep it to look stupid, so I just fully, kind of skipped over fully it. researched, well, informed podcast here, everybody. Uh, but if he's fit, I, I assume he was out with an illness, but I'm not actually sure. Um, but if he's fit on Wednesday, then I would, yeah, I would, I would probably start Ajaria over McCleary. Um, and Harriet, I don't really think Harriet offers very much, in all honesty. Um, I, yeah, as Matt said, I commend him for managing to come back from injury, but I'm not really sure if he's actually that good. <laughs> okay, well, we will move on from there. Um, uh, I just want to very briefly touch on something that I, again, wanted to mention earlier on, um, but didn't because, again, we're super prepared here. Um, on Thursday at the pre-match press conference, there was it was pretty much taken up entirely by um, uh, a chat with... Um, with Oliviera and a chat with Gomez um, specifically about the stamp. Um, and they're both of the inclination that it was definitely on, uh, you know, intentional. Um, do you think we're going to see any kind of um, anything come back to bite us off the back of that? Do you think the league would be um, looking at that and, and potentially looking to. I, I can't imagine it. I can't imagine they will. If, if only for the fact that the outrage that will end up happening from Reading if they come back and try, if the FA or EFL or whoever comes back and tries to give some kind of action against Reading, like there'd be too much, there'd be too much backlash from, from, uh, from people. Against yeah, I, I, I absolutely agree with you um, there. I just think it was, uh, it's rare to see um, uh, kind of, you know, people coming out from within the club and just speaking so openly and honestly about the refereeing performance or, not necessarily a refereeing performance, but another player. Um, and you do quite often see people get pulled up for that. But you're right, on balance, um, it probably wouldn't look great if the FA were to go and charge um, charge Gomez and uh, Oliviera. Um, so um, uh, it looks like you want to add something there, Alex. Sorry. I was just going to say on that, I'm I'm kind of hoping that the whole situation is kind of past them now. Yeah. Uh, realistically, whilst, whilst the majority of Reading fans do seem to believe that he did it intentionally, um, whether he did or not is kind of irrelevant now to Reading's season, unfortunately. And if he gets banned, then that's, I mean, justice served. But him being banned now, it probably isn't going to help our season in any way. Yeah. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of under the opinion that if if he's not been banned already, then let's kind of hopefully just move it, on. It, I think if anything good has come out of it, it's, it's kind of created a bit of a siege mentality, which I actually don't think we've had at Reading for a number of years a number of years and, and and I think that can help us pushing forward I think it can bring the fans together um and and, and yeah hopefully that will you know lift the atmosphere a little bit on um on on Wednesday so um we're going to call it there guys um uh you'll have your regular host uh Paul back on um Sunday next week or yeah next week I've completely lost my days lost track of time um so I want to thank uh, Matt and Alex for coming on um and uh and yeah have a great week enjoy the game wednesday and we'll be speaking to you again uh, next weekend <laughs>